Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the truth that will set you free. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Maybe not as free as Mike, but free. No, I wish you was all as free as Mike. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. So stand fast in the liberty. Yes. You know when we sing in that song, if you, you, you see these guys playing poker and they say, all in? I heard him say, I'm all in. Are you all in? I'm all in, he said. I said, he said, I'm all in. And we need to say, Lord, we're in. We're in. That's that Greek word, remaining in place, in. In. He said he's all in. Oh! He's not going to be all in. He's already all in. Man, thank you, Lord. We're talking about truth, unveiled reality. That's what truth is in the Greek, unveiled reality. You know, it says after Jesus spoke these words, it says many believed into him. Many believed into him. And he said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Continue in. What is that? That's that word, all in. See, too many people's leaving this word. It's time to be all in to the word. It's a time to stand in the word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but this will never pass away. And don't let them take it away from you. Hide it in your heart. Your new heart. He said, I'll put it in your heart. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right, Colossians chapter 2 says... In whom, oh man, uh, boy, I don't even know where to start. Verse 9, for in Christ, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's not going to be, it's now. And ye, who's ye? Say me. I am complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you were circumcised with a circumcision not made made without hands, and the putting off the body of sins, the whole circumcision by the circumcision of Christ, buried in baptism wherein you are risen with the operation of God, who raised him from the dead, and you, being dead in your sins, uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened union together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses, and blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross." And having spoiled, he's not going to, he did. Having spoiled some principalities. Okay. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So, don't let anybody judge you. Stand fast in the liberty and be not again entangled in the yoke of bondage. 1 Peter 1.18. If I can find it here. Mm. Oh, this is good. Oh, I'm going to go to 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. What mind? Your new mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus. As obedient children, not fashion yourselves according to your former lust. That word's the disease condition of the old soul, right, Ross? In your ignorance, but he, as he who has called you is holy, so you be holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, it is written in the Greek, I am holy so you can be holy. 
I'm holy, so you're holy. Don't you have to be? You already are. You're holy because I'm holy. Did you get it? You can't be something. He made you holy. You're made holy because I'm holy. You got it? And if you call on the Father who without respect to the person's judges according to every man's work past the time of your sojourning in fear. For as much as you know, all right, we know this, that we were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the traditions of your Father, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was ordained of before the foundation, how long? Before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you. When? The last times. When was the last times? Then. By whom also you do believe. See, you can't even believe apart from him. Your believing is in him. That raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing then that you purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit to unframed Love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently, being born again, not of a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides for, how long? Forever. Forever. All right. Now, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 10. It's good stuff. Hebrews 10. All right. Verse 19. Says, well, I like 18. Now, where remission of these is, there's no more offering for sin. It's finished. There's verse 17. I'm going to read backwards. <laughs> and your sins and your iniquities will I remember no more. Verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I'll put my laws into their hearts and into their minds. I will write them. Now, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness. To enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus Amen. by a new and living way. Right. Say new and, new and living way. Which he hath consecrated quality for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. What is a true heart? It's a new heart. Yes. A true heart is a new heart. Because the old heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know? That's why he gives you a new heart. Having our hearts sprinkled. What's the word sprinkle? That's not talking about water baptism. That's talking about when they made the sacrifices, they took the stuff and they sprinkled over the books and over the people. You've been sprinkled through the blood of Jesus from a clear conscience, and he has given you a new heart. All right. And our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession or the confession of our faith without what? Wavering. No unbelief. For he is faithful that promised, and let us be considered one another to provoke unto love and to good works, and not forsaken the assembly of, the matter of yourselves together as a matter of son, but much more as you see that day approaching. Give me an amen. amen. All right, we read some in Jeremiah last week, and we're going to look at some more there where I got sidetracked. Y'all remember me getting sidetracked? It was good. Is it legal to be sidetracked? Yes. Oh, come on. <clears throat> Jeremiah 31. Oh, thank you, Lord. Boy, I'd like to read the whole thing. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read some of this. At that time, saith the Lord, I will be God of all the families of Israel. 
and they shall be my people. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left to the sword found grace in the wilderness. Give me an amen. amen. And the Lord hath appeared to me, O saying, I have loved you, catch the eye, with what kind of love? Everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drug you, I mean, drawn you. Again, look, I will build you, and you will be built, O virgin of Israel. And thou shalt again be adorned with tablets, and you shall go forth in dances and make merry. And thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria and plant. I want you to see something. You know, when you're under the law, or you was, they were writing in those days, this was something for the future. Saints, as we read this, we find out what we already have. We're looking at something now that we already possess. He's telling them what they're going to get. He's telling us what we already have. And you see what he's saying there, O virgin daughters. And you know, you see here uh, in verse 13, he says, Then shall the virgin, oh, come on, rejoice in the dance, both young men and old men together. I will hear the hill, I will turn their mourning into joy and comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrows. And I will, what that word satiate means to soak the soul of the priest with fatness. Do you feel like your soul's been, you know, when he's saying he's going to do that, that's when Jesus in the garden took all of this on his soul for you. So you could have your your new soul soaked with fatness and goodness. And he says, I'll turn your mourning into joy and I will comfort you. And your sorrows, will you remember no more? It says here, you're not going to remember them anymore. Why? Because I'm going to give you a new soul. That's what I've done for you. I've given you a new soul, a new heart, a new spirit. And he says in verse 22, how long, O backsliding daughter, will you, will you go about? For I've created a new thing in the earth. See, they didn't understand that, but we understand that. There is a new thing. And this new thing he's talking about, it says in Isaiah 42, behold, the former things are come to pass. And behind, I'm going to show you before they're going to spring forth a new thing in the earth. And in, the, in Isaiah 43, 19, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. I do a new thing. A new thing. It's going to spring. It already is, saints. You know, I even have a hard time sometimes when we're singing about something that he's going to do when I know he's already done it. I just get so, sometimes I change the word because it's not something in the future. It's the now. It's now. There's nothing left. He's all in. There's nothing left for him to do. And you start reading all these things. And he talks about soaking the soul of the priest with fatness. And my people shall be satisfied with my goodness. Because he's good all the time. Oh, thank you, Lord. Remember not the former things. And that's why 2 Corinthians is that remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. I'm telling you in your soul, he's giving you a new soul. And what he's saying is don't go back to that old soul. Don't go back to those hurts and those rejections and all that junk of who you were. That's not who you are. That's, you're, you're new. And I want to tell you when he says old virgins and old and young together, when he said he purified us and made us white, that means spirit, soul, and body. That doesn't just mean your spirit's new and even your soul new, but I want to tell you something. He's given you a new body according yes. to his seed. Amen. You're as pure as you're ever going to be. And the enemy wants to pull you back into those old things of your old life telling you just how sorry you were. But I want to tell you, 
That's not who you are. That is who you were. You're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away and some things have become new. No. What does all mean? All means all. Spirit, soul, and body. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old is gone and the new has come. That's your identity. That is your new identity. And we've got to start seeing this from a different perspective. That's why Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. When Christ was crucified, we were with him. We were in him when he was crucified. We were crucified with him. When he was buried, we were buried with him. When he came out of that grave, we came out with him. When he ascended, we ascended with him. When he sat down at the right hand of the Father, we sat down in him. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's not who we're going to be. That's who we are. Can you see how it grieves the heart of the Father when we read all this stuff and we throw it in a day when it's someday, someday? Well, you know, when he comes, nothing's going to change. We're already everything we are already in him. You are, have all the fullness of him already. Is that what it says? And you're complete in him, which is the head. Paul said, I've been crucified with him. Nevertheless, I live, yet Christ liveth. There's that word in me. And I live in him. We are becoming union. That's why he said in John 15, if you abide in me. And that word abide is meno in the Greek. Remain in place. Don't let anything move you from your position in Christ. And religion will try to do it to you every time. We are one with him. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6. Even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened us together. By grace you are saved through faith, and it not of yourselves is a gift of God, not a work lest any man should boast. But we're his workmanship created to do good works in him. Because he still wants to work. The Father works, he said, and I work. He works, we work, because we're working in him. He wants to do more than we realize that he wants to do. Okay. And you being dead in your sins, that's where you were. So stand fast, Galatians 5.1, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't allow that enemy to pull you or that old self to pull you back out of your uh, place of freedom. From that yoke of what? <clears throat> bondage. Galatians 5.31 says, Brethren, we are not children of bondwoman, but we're children of the free. This new creation is a kingdom of God. The fruit is freedom, righteousness, peace, and joy, and liberty. Liberty is the freedom from all bondage. That's what the Father wanted to take them out of that bondage into freedom. You know, I read a few years ago National Geographic, and they said that there were over 4 million people still slaves in the world today. But what was shocking, a million and a half of those is in the United States, still in slavery. I'm talking about slavery in the United States. Now, if that's true in the natural, how many spiritual slaves are there? How many slaves to sin? How many slaves to religion? You know, religion is a horrible taskmaster to live under. That's why Jesus hated it so much. He came and gave everything he has to set us free from that thing. You know, that's why he called those that were promoting it vipers, your generation of vipers. And he says, you travel all over the world to make disciples. And when you get through with them, they're a threefold child of hell more than you are. Because that's what religion does to you. You know, you look at religion, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the kind of religion that tells you all you got to do, not what he did. 
All you got to do. That's religion. It's not about what you do. It's about what he's done. And see, that brings you back under that yoke of bondage. That's why he said, stand fast in the liberty and don't be again. Now, if it tells me you can be again, you can be again. So guard your thoughts. You remember what he said? The abomination that maketh desolate is anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God or the finished work of Jesus Christ. So stand. Don't allow that thing to be setting up in your temple. Look in what I have done. When we were talking to the coffee shop, and as I looked in Jeremiah, you know, I just looked down here. Where am I? Jeremiah 31. I was a husband. I will make a new covenant. I will give you a new heart. I, 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 all the way through here. He didn't say you would. He said I did. Yes, that's right. I, I, I. It's all about what he's done for us, not what we do for ourselves. I don't know how we get into this state. Isaiah 14, 3 says it shall come to pass in that day. Say this day. The Lord will give you rest from all your sorrows, from all your fear, and from the hard bondage wherein you were made to serve. What is that? He's going to, Christ sets you free in your soul, spirit, soul, and body from all the sorrow, from your pain, from your fear, and from the bondage where you were made to serve. The enemy has done that. That's why he said, if you'll just continue in my word, you'll know the truth, and the tr- truth will set you free. John six twenty eight. when they said, Good Master, what shall we do that we might do the works of God? He said, The work of God is this, to believe me. Yeah. Believe on him who he sent. Believe into me, is what he said. That's all the work is, to believe into him. Jesus answered, said, This is the work of God, that you believe into him who he sent. <clears throat> Revelation 2.26 says, He that overcometh and keeps my works unto the end, to him will I give power over nations. He that keepeth my works. He said many times, I know your works, but not here. He says, He that keepeth my works to the end, I'll give him power over nations. Your works is not important. His works is what's important. See, you keep his works. Revelation 3, 12 and 13, him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go out no more. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heavens from my God. And I will write upon him a new name. Say, I have a new name. name. Revelation 21, 5, in the Greek and the Youngs, and it says, the one sitting on the throne says, behold, new I make all things. He didn't say, I make all things new. Did you catch it? He says, new, I make all things. We don't need all things made new. Some things just need to go on away. Heaven and earth is going to pass away. And behold, new, I make a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwells righteousness. See, he's into new. The old is gone, the new has come. And that's what he's, he's done for every one of us. <clears throat> In John six thirty six, if the Son shall make you free, then you will be free. What? Indeed. Romans eight fifteen. for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. 
He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely, say freely, give us all things? Satan's main attack against the church today is against truth. <clears throat> His main attack is against the truth, reality. That's why the God of this world blinds the minds of them that believe not, lest the light, the reality of the glorious truth, shine forth. He wants to keep you blind to what you have. Because <clears throat> if you know the truth, it'll set you free. That's why he wants to keep you blinded and in, in bondage. Galatians 2.4. And that because false brethren came in unaware, who came in privately to spy out your liberty and freedom which you have in Christ, that they might bring you into bondage again. Is anything happening different today? If you start preaching grace, who's the first ones to holler cheap grace? Are those, what do they call us? Hyper grace. We're those hyper grace people. I'm telling you, I'm a hyper hyper grace. I'm as hyper as you can get. Just call me hyper hyper. Because I'm telling you what, the scripture says it's either by grace or it's by works. You can't have it both ways. If you want to work for it, God will let you. He'll let you work as long as you want to. But I want to tell you, according to the scriptures, Christ said he that's circumcised says, Christ shall profit you nothing. Yeah. All that Christ paid for, everything he did for you, when you get back to that struggling, trying to please God by your works and your actions, Christ has none effect to you. That's, right. that's pretty scary. That's why Paul said, stand fast in the liberty. <clears throat> and Paul went on to say in Galatians 1.8, if we or any angel preach another gospel contrary to that what you're hearing, let him be accursed, devoted to destruction, doomed to eternal punishment. That's pretty stout stuff. How much of our Christian thinking is based on bondage thinking? We're a long way from where we were, but how much is still trickling in at times to pull us back into self-inspection? Right. Self-inspection. And Paul said in verse 5 there, to whom we gave no place, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with him, with us. All religious bondage will lead you away from the truth of the works of Christ. Wow. Okay, Galatians 4, 6, because we are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying what? Abba, Father. We're no longer servants, but we're sons that serve. Say that. We're no longer servants. We're sons that serve. We're love, love servants. Is that what we read this week in our, our deal? Love what? Love slaves. love slaves. We're love slaves. Paul said, I've made myself a love slave to Christ. That's who we are. Oh. The devil and false brethren want us to what? After you have known God or rather known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements wherein you desire to be in bondage again? That's the goal. But what Paul say? Cast out the bondwoman with her son. Cast the thing out of you. The son of the bondwoman will not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. That's why he said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, wherewith Christ has made you free, 
Don't be entangled. So, well, you know, all, we, we hear it all the time. I heard one pastor said, you know, if I, if I was to preach that, my church would just get into sin. Just give them a license to sin. They're already sinning without a license. You don't need a license to sin. But see, to me, you missed the greatest wonder of all. Because, you know, I won't tell you, every one of you sitting here, when you've found your position in the exchange life and the grace of God, the last thing you want to do is go sin. That's the last thing you want to do. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all of us, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we're to live soberly, righteously, and justly in this present world, looking for that glorious appearing. There was a time when I wasn't looking for that glorious appearing because I hadn't worked hard enough and done enough. to I didn't want him coming back because I wouldn't hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I hadn't done enough. And I wasn't raised in religion. So there's something working in every one of us, whether you're religious or not, that thinks it has to do something to get back to where it used to be. Yeah, you got to do something. Believe. That's the, if you want to do something, just believe. That's all you can do is believe. Amen. All right. Teaching us denying unto God. I'm going to get through. All right. Come on up, Connie. Well, I'm finishing this. Saints, there cannot be a mixture. Either we're saved by grace or we're saved by works. Abraham gave gifts to Ishmael, but he gave his inheritance to Isaac. Do you want gifts or do you want an inheritance? God made Ishmael a great nation, but to Abraham and Sarah and their seed, he gives us the kingdom. We are Abraham's seed by faith, Galatians 3, 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of the faith are the same of the children of Abraham, so then they which are blessed and faithful Abraham. So now stand fast.